0: For those of you who are living under a rock, Mike White is no longer the head coach of the Florida Gators men's basketball team. For those of you who are are already aware, if you're like me, then you just love hearing that sentence. We're going to talk about that coaching situation and potential candidates to fill that job only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash Locked On. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. Twitter's WNS underscore Brandon. Written work with whole nine sports. Before we get into the content, once again, just gonna ask like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know how I can make it better. I know some of you guys asked for player interviews, and um that's coming. I'll I'll leave you with that. Now getting into today's content. The Florida Gators are looking for a new head coach of their men's basketball team for the first time since 2015 when they hired Mike White. Mike White was always the the high-risk, high-reward hiring. He was viewed as the young, up-and-coming type from Louisiana Tech that had an up-tempo style of play. And that was one of the biggest drawing points and selling points for Mike White to be the head coach of the Florida Gators was that this was going to be an up-tempo offense that he could execute masterfully. But that's not really how it worked, though, because if you look at the past couple of seasons, the Florida Gators' defense has looked phenomenal But that's because their tempo has slowed to a near crawl, especially this past season. They were one of the slowest paced teams in college basketball. So that up-tempo style never fully came to fruition with the Florida Gators. And you could argue that it was, you know, the roster was slower, more experienced, better working in the post and all that fun stuff. But when it came down to it, Mike White was hired to be a specific kind of coach. And that never worked out. In his final three seasons at Louisiana Tech, going back to Mike White getting hired, Mike White went 83-24 and with Louisiana Tech. At Florida, the Florida Gators never won 70 games in a three-year span under Mike White at any point. His final three years at Louisiana Tech, 83 wins. Any three-year stretch with the Florida Gators, never over 70. And yes, I obviously know the level of competition is vastly different, but guess what? That doesn't matter that much when you talk about, you know, you're coming to the SEC, your talent is also getting significantly better. So it matters more on how much of a good coach you are, because if you're an SEC-worthy coach and an SEC-worthy recruiter, your talent will be on par with SEC talent. So that's a big thing here. And... Mike White, look, he, he brought in some good players. You know, he brought in Trey Mann. He brought in Colin Calston as a transfer. He brought in Scotty Lewis, who was the second-round pick of the Charlotte Hornets this past year, and Trey Mann was the first-round pick for the Oklahoma City Thunder this past year. Trey Mann, of course, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, was someone that uh, I got to see go off because I'm a Knicks fan, and he went off for 30 on their heads at the Garden, and of course, because that, that's every guard has their day against the New York Knicks at the Garden. That's just how it works. Mike White was never able to really maximize these players as recruits, though. Colin Keston again, was a benchwarmer transfer that came in. But he was still someone who, when he was coming out of high school, was a top 100 player. He was someone with a ton of potential. And granted, Colin Caston has been a great player for the Florida Gators. But he's never become the truly just absolute dominant force that we were hoping for. Trey Mann did improve a ton. Trey Mann and Colin Caston both, both became focal points of the Florida Gators under Mike White. But Trey Mann... The first year really struggled the second year he did improve and he was kind of just like look it's nba time i'm not going to get much better here i'm not going to get coached that much more scotty lewis was someone who never became a leading contributor with the florida gators under mike white that's just not how it worked for him omar Payne was the highly touted recruit he transferred to illinois and so many other players transferred to the from the florida gators following the 2021 March Madness Tournament loss to Oral Roberts. I, I touched on this yesterday, but Mike White does have some high-caliber recruits coming into Florida this coming season. He's got five-star Malik Reno, four-star Jalen Reed, and three-star Denzel Aberdeen, who have all already signed their letter of intent with Florida. And I don't think much of that changes with a head coaching change because, like I also mentioned yesterday, when you look at the head coaching change or head coaching changes in college basketball, they're not as significant systematically as it would be for football. You know, we're, we're not going from a complete, we're not going to have a completely different offense. It's going to be more fast paced. There's going to be some changes, but when you look at basketball, a lot of it can be individual success. You could build around a star player. So I don't think that that's going to be such a huge issue. When you look at the 2022 commits for the Florida Gators or players that have already signed their letter of intent. Florida does not have a 2023 commit yet. There were players that visited and have spoken and gotten offers, but no commits yet from the Florida Gators for the 2023 class. So whoever comes in to be the new head coach of the Florida Gators will get to bring in his 2023 recruits. And again, the 2022 recruits are, are pretty solid. We're about to take a look at some potential candidates to replace Mike White in Gainesville. But first, we're going to talk about Stat Hero. Does anybody else participate in March Madness Brackets, which starts this week? And suck because that's me. I, I was good at them and then not so much once I started big braining everything. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pick'ems pit star players against each other in a hybrid of fantasy and sports gambling. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often than other places. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery of who or what you're going against. Sign up for free. Right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on L O C K E D O N use promo code locked on L O C K E D no space O N for a 100% match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Be sure to check out Lockdown Bracket Breakdown right here on the Lockdown Gators podcast feed and YouTube channel, which is now live. Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. We're going to take a look at the Florida Gators head coaching search. Now, it's important when you talk about this head coaching search to acknowledge a a few things like Florida being in flux florida lost mike white to georgia not that they fired him but that georgia hired mike white away so that means florida did not have to pay him a buyout florida got paid for mike white leaving that is a big plus to have that extra spending money as opposed to paying mike white's salary and as opposed to paying his buyout so that's a big plus but it's also important to note that florida is not the only high caliber school that is looking for a new head coach you could look at namely lsu is that main school which I don't even know the last time that Florida and LSU were both looking for a for for a football coach and a men's basketball coach in the same season. But that's where we are. And the women's basketball coaches both just finished their first seasons with those teams. So that's also really cool. But LSU did just part ways with Will Wade. But that's also very good for Florida because Florida is obviously the uh, the more sought after position here because LSU is facing some very severe and very serious sanctions from the NCAA due to Will Wade's behavior, which is why he was let go from LSU, including a potential postseason ban, meaning that Florida is very, very easily the more sought-after job. It's the better job available right now. Pay-wise, probably not going to be much different between LSU and Florida. Expectations, probably not going to be much different between LSU and Florida. But there is no sanctions impending on Florida right now. The first coach that we're going to talk about is someone who I love. I think he's great. It's Scott Drew. He's currently my number one choice, and I realize that he is probably a long-shot option, but what he's done with Baylor is awesome. He's been at Baylor for almost two decades, which is part of the reason why I think he's kind of a long shot because he's been here for two decades. There have been higher-paying jobs available. We could look at Indiana last year, wanted Scott Drew, but he chose to stay in Baylor. But Florida could throw the bag at Scott Drew and have it be basically free for the first couple of years with Mike White's salary off the books and that buyout coming in. So Scott Drew can get the bag from Florida. He's making about $3.35 million this year at Baylor, and Florida can double that. And I, I don't think they'd have an issue with that. He would probably have to be a top five paid coach to leave Baylor, and I have no issue with that. I think he's phenomenal. ESPN's Chris spatola said, I think Texas Tech is the best defensive team in the league. I think Kansas is the best offensive team in the league, but I think Baylor is the best combination of the two. And I think that's a fantastic way to put it because Baylor is a team that has been so great for a few years now. And Scott Drew has really started to put things together with Baylor and and he's just building this insane program. He took over in 2003 in the midst of a scandal, only had two months to prepare for the season. And he built the program to the elite team that it is. You know, they won the national championship last season in 2021. Right now, March Madness is obviously just starting in a couple of days. Scott Drew is the number one seed in the East region in this year's March Madness tournament. And they've been just so good this entire year. I don't think you would look at Scott Drew and say, I I don't want him. I think every school, aside from maybe a couple with already very elite head coaches, would want I think everybody would want Scott Drew. Very would want Scott drew. Very few schools would turn him down. And again, that's only if you have the elite head coach or if you cannot afford him. Florida does not have a head coach, and Florida has no problem throwing money at people. That's a very obvious thing where Florida is going to get the most of their money's worth. But at the same time, this is an elite program with elite expectations, and I realize that a lot of people have been complaining recently about. Florida's expectations and Florida fans' expectations, Um, they're not too high. Florida expects to be an elite program. And regardless, of even if you want to just say Florida expects to be a very good program, if the goal was to make the March Madness tournament every year, Mike White did not achieve those goals. So even if we didn't have insane expectations, Mike White didn't reach those goals. So he's gone and Scott Drew would be the perfect replacement. But let's say that Scott Drew doesn't want to leave Baylor. Let's say it's not an option. We can look at the number two guy on my list right now, which is Matt McMahon, the head coach of Murray State. Won the Ohio Valley Conference Coach of the Year this past season. He is a four-time regular season conference champ under... Murray State is a four-time regular season conference champ under McMahon. Three-time conference tournament champs. One big thing for Matt McMahon... He helped John Morant get drafted number two overall in the 2019 NBA draft. And I know that especially when you look at basketball, you can drive, you can go through a star, you can be a very um a very star-driven team, and you can get drafted high regardless of how great your coach is. Because if you're a great player, you'll get drafted high in basketball. But he did help John Morant. He got John Morant there. He got John Morant developed and ready for the NBA. And John Morant has been a freaking superstar as of late. The question here though would be the same that, you know, with Scott Drew, it's, would he leave Baylor here? Matt McMahon, I don't think it would be an issue getting Matt McMahon to come to Florida, be significantly cheaper than Scott Drew would be, and he'd get a big pay bump. But I think the question here is the same one that we had with Mike White when he was coming over from Louisiana Tech. Can he do it on a bigger stage? And I think when you look at that, you also have to look at how they performed on their smaller stage, where Mike White had great success but he did not have a conference tournament title under his belt. I believe he had two regular season tournament titles, but he did not have a conference tournament title under his belt where you look at Matt McMahon. He's got four regular season conference championships under his belt. He's got three time conference tournament championships under his belt. So Matt McMahon, yes, he is coming from a smaller school or he would be coming from a smaller school. And you can absolutely raise the question of is Matt McMahon ready for the big stage? And I think the answer to this question is yes. We're going to talk about someone in the next segment that I will say, I don't know if the answer is yes to that question. I am skeptical of it. But when we look at Matt McMahon at Murray State, I think he's proven enough where he just needs the opportunity at a big school. And he's one of those guys where, you know, the question was risen with Billy Napier coming from Louisiana. of Is he ready for a big stage? If he Is he ready for the big school? And I think the answer is yes with him. I think the answer would be yes with Matt McMahon too. And don't get me wrong. There's going to be a lot of coaches that we're going to talk about and Matt, and I'm not going to be super high on all of them. Matt McMahon right now is number two on my list in terms of who should be the next head coach of the Florida Gators men's basketball team. I I think he's the answer. I think it's Scott Drew is number one. You got to see it. You got to at least kick the tires and see if he would be willing to leave Baylor. I think that's the biggest question. I think if he's willing to leave Florida, will do whatever they can to make it happen. I don't think that's an issue. Matt McMahon, is he ready? I think you talk to him, you sit down, you have some conversations. But right now, from the outside looking in, I think Matt McMahon is ready for that head coaching job on a big stage. But there's more people to talk about. You know, in the next segment, we're going to talk about a coach who came from a big school, took off this past year, and maybe could be the Florida Gators' next head coach. But first, we're going to talk to you about run your pool because March Madness is here. You've got to set your bracket and you've got to get ready, because if you use Run Your Pool, which is what you should do, I mean, it's, it's better than any other place you're going to run your bracket. You've got Pick'em Survivor too, but Run Your Pool is great, because you can go to Run Your Pool. You can check in the comments, in the uh, description of this video, a link to the Run Your Pool, where you can comp- when you can compete against myself, and other Locked On Gators listeners as well. But also, you can go to runyourpool.com slash lockedon, and you can also set your own bracket there and compete to win a cash prize. If you want to set up your own pool for friends, family, business, charity, whatever purpose, use code puremadness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. Runyourpool.com slash lockedon for your chance to win a cash prize for free. Free to sign up, free to use. Only have to pay if you're setting up your own pool, but you can win a cash prize for free at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Anybody else make money this weekend? I did. I had a solid week. You know, like I mentioned yesterday, Saturday, went to NYCFC game, made some money there. That was really fun. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Florida's kind of screwed me a little bit. Um, They have. They've they've done that quite a bit. They tend to do that. They love doing that. Betonline.net even covers award shows, TV shows, and Reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best place to sign up. It's free to sign up. You can head to the website and you can use your mobile device, which is how I always do it. Thanks for vibrating in the middle of me doing that. Um, And you can use betonline.net. It's where the game starts and it's where you're going to be after the game to check how much money you won. To wrap up today's show, um, we're, we're talking about two coaches. The first one is Archie Miller, who I spoke about last segment, where I said he was a coach at a big university, was not with a team this past year, and now he's possibly connected to Florida. I know a lot of people are talking about maybe kicking the tires on him and seeing how things go, but I got some help to talk about Archie Miller. I brought in Jacob Rude from Locked On Hoosiers to get his opinion On Archie Miller, who was a former Indiana coach from 2017 to 2021, wasn't with the team this past season, and Jacob, let him know what it is.
1: Look, there are a lot of ways I thought I'd be celebrating IU making the NCAA tournament for the first time in six years today, and none of them involve talking about Archie Miller. In reality, though, that is kind of a, a perfect starting point to talk about his time at Indiana because the entirety of his tenure came in those six years. He was brought in as kind of the the new fresh face mid-major head coach that was uh, finding success at Dayton uh, because of a packline line defense that he had kind of perfected. He'd made Dayton into regular contenders uh, and regular had regular appearances in the NCAA tournament. But when he came to Bloomington, he was never able to really get traction or, or momentum on the court. Off the court, he recruited really exceedingly well and never seemed to take any lumps there, but he was never able to, to translate that to on-court success or really any kind of consistency. He would follow up wins against a, a best of the Big Ten Michigan State team with a loss the next week to a mediocre Rutgers or Illinois team, and there just was never any, any consistency built up within the program. By the time his tenure ended, he had completely lost fan support. He'd lost the team as well, and everybody was just kind of counting down the days till he left. Uh, it wasn't a very pleasant time in Bloomington, but I do think that there are ingredients there for him to find success. Like I said, he never uh, lost on the re- lost that momentum. I should say on the recruiting trail. I do think the pack line defense can work, perhaps with a different program and a different conference. He'd be able to find success, but that was certainly never really the case in Bloomington.
0: Jacob's analysis rings true through Hoosier Nation. I even spoke to Jake Stilwell from around the block Hoosiers, and he left me with this. You won't hear a bad thing about him on my end. I think he just got unlucky on a few recruits who were supposed to be great shooters and just weren't. If there's a tournament in 2020, he's probably still the coach at Indiana this season. You can see like he's a great recruiter. People like Archie Miller in the sense of he can bring in talent. It just didn't always work out on the court, but similar to the Dallas Cowboys with Mike McCarthy, which I know is a horrible example, but he took a year off. He worked on his coaching tactics and maybe Archie Miller did the same thing. He's a great recruiter. He just couldn't get it to mesh on the court. He's got that pack line defense that everybody loves. And it feels like that's something Florida fans would love, but maybe Archie Miller has changed his coaching tactics. Maybe he's changed his coaching style a little bit and he can put things together and he can mix it up on the court with the Florida Gators. I'm not even sure if he would be looking and I'm not sure if he will really be considered for the Florida Gators, but he's a name that I've seen floated quite a bit on Twitter and message boards. And, and I've seen it around enough where it's like, well, guess who I'm going to talk about. Archie Miller, a little bit. And then we're going to look at a name where I've seen a lot less frequently, but I've still seen spattered here and there. That is Dennis Gates, longtime assistant coach all over the country. But his longest stop was in Tallahassee with the Florida State Seminoles from 2004 to 2005 was his first stint. And then he had a much longer stint from 2011 to 2019. And while he was with Florida State, Dennis Gates saw seven NCAA tournament appearances, two Sweet 16 appearances, and one Elite Eight appearance, which is great for him. He, he's been there. Obviously, he hasn't been there as a head coach that much. He has been there once, but he hasn't been there that much as the head coach. But Dennis Gates is now with Cleveland State, but he's got the experience of coaching with Florida State at a Power Five, again, as an assistant, but still at the Power Five. He's got experience recruiting and coaching. In the state of Florida, which is also big because you can't, I feel like it's very difficult to just come from Indiana or to come from somewhere very far away from Florida I want to bring in Florida recruits. A lot of Florida recruits are very homebody type or not homebody types, but they tend to stay home and you want to keep them home because Florida has great recruits at pretty much all sports levels. But he joined Dennis Gates, joined Florida, joined Cleveland State after they went 10-21 during the 2018-2019 to 2019 college basketball season. In his first season with the Vikings, they went 11-21, and, and obviously that's not great. That's a one-game improvement or one-win improvement and one more game uh, in that time. So one more win, slightly higher win percentage than the season before he joined. But then you look at the second season when the Cleveland State Vikings went 19-8, under Dennis Gates. And then this past season, they went 20 in 10. He also got one conference tournament title in that time, which again, we look at a small school coach who might be making the big leap to come to Gainesville and be the Florida Gators head coach. And it's like, well, Mike, White didn't win a conference title, a conference tournament with uh, Louisiana tech, Dennis Gates did with Cleveland state. And again, this is even a, an even bigger jump. I think from Louisiana, then Louisiana tech to Florida coming from Cleveland state to Florida. But in that time, Dennis Gates did have a conference tournament title and he did have a March madness appearance as they made the tournament last season. So Dennis Gates has proven that he can build the team and develop on it. And he's a quick riser. Obviously, you know, he's been a head coach for three seasons at Cleveland state. He brought this team in his second season to the NCAA tournament. He won a conference title in his second season after a horrid first season with 11 and 21. Look, it was an improvement, but it was still very bad. But I am I'm skeptical here, um, and, and I, I don't think Dennis Gates is ready for big time action. When we look at a recruit, when we look at a coach who's going to come from a small school to a massive program that is Florida with very high expectations and very high hopes. I I think, yes, Dennis Gates is someone to keep an eye on, but I don't think he's right for the Florida Gators in this cycle. I think that we should look for someone with some more sustained success. You know, three years is not that long a time. Even if you look at Matt McMahon, he's got a few more years under his belt, and and that's enough for me. You know, five seasons of a head coach is good enough for me, or five seasons of head coaching experience is good enough for me. Dennis Gates, I just don't think is the right fit. We'll take more of a look at him, of course. If he does gain some traction, he's certainly someone to keep an eye on. Maybe not for the Florida Gators, but if you're just a fan of college basketball, it won't be long before Dennis Gates is a head coach at a at a larger program. Maybe he takes the LSU job with their sanctions. They're a little less sought-after jobs. Maybe Dennis Gates takes a job there, where there won't be high expectations early on because of impending sanctions that would keep them out of the postseason anyway. So maybe he goes to LSU, but I don't think he's the right fit for Florida right now. And look, if he does come to Florida, I have no problem eating my words and saying that. But he's someone who I still want to look at because I've seen his name spattered a little bit. But I don't think he's going to be the guy. I do think that this coaching search will be lung- will be lengthier than, um, than when Mike White got hired. I believe that coaching search only took a week after Billy Donovan left. And we can even look at this past football coaching search where Billy Napier was hired a week after Dan Mulling was fired. Well, I guess two weeks technically after Dan Mullen was gone. But uh, I, I think that Dennis Gates won't be in the running for this one or won't be seriously considered for this one. But he's worth talking about just in case because, again, he has had more success than Mike White did. And Mike White only had four years of head coaching experience before coming to the Florida Gators. Thanks for making a lot thank that. You. It is your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free where we listen to podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators head coaching vacancy. Now make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at wns underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E N I N E Sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.